Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. I'm your host, Chet, and I've got Tyler, Wade, and Jacob joining me tonight. How are y'all? I'm pretty tired, but I'm good. Yeah, you had a long uh, day of uh, of uh, live Pelicans NBA coverage, work, work in the halftime show. How was that? Yeah, it was a pretty fun game, uh, winning overtime. Uh, really good homestand for the Pels. Uh, we swept the Suns, uh, who were nipping at our heels uh, of first place uh, in the West. So we were able uh, to beat them twice uh, and look forward to uh, – to, you know, working again on the 19th, so we get a week off here as they'll hit the road on their three-game road trip. But, I mean, we're in first place uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, that hasn't happened in quite some time if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan. So it's definitely a good time uh, to be a Pelicans fan. And good, it's like a soul for a soul. The Saints suck and the Pelicans are doing good, so I guess that's fine. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wade, you had a, a sports-packed weekend. Should we did some Baton Rouge hockey? I did. The inaugural – Baton Rouge hockey or or the return of Baton Rouge hockey got to see Jacob's future team the Mississippi Seawolves in action uh they played an exhibition game in Baton Rouge and then this week's game I think counts in the standings so upping the ante a little bit uh plan on going back to it again it was a good crowd I think there was about 7,000 people on hand and 
a very exciting game back and forth between the Carolina Thunderbirds and Mississippi. And at the very end there, uh, I think his name was Ulmer, number like 93. He had a breakaway goal, his second of the day. Um, Carolina was playing a little risky and had pulled the keeper to try to get an advantage on offense. And it backfired as their guy missed his shot and Mississippi um, flung it down the down the ice and then followed it up with a good return after it clinked off the iron. So uh, very good game and um, exciting to see if uh, Baton Rouge can get a team. Yeah, you had a little like home at home with Carolina down there and then your new home in Baton Rouge. Yeah, did you, did you sit on the Baton Rouge side or did you go sit on the Carolina side? <laughs> I think everybody was a little confused on who to root for. Um, but with Mississippi being the the technical home team. Uh, right. Most people were cheering for for them. Um, but we were kind of sitting right in the middle between the two benches. So got to see both teams. There you go. Fudge, what'd you, what'd you do this weekend? Were you just shutting it down at Home Depot the whole time? Uh, well, I've had a uh, well-rested weekend from finals. There you uh, go. So did you I pass them all? The, Hundreds? Yeah. A pluses? Yeah. You graduated? Uh, uh, I did not get all A pluses. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, kick them off the show. We need, we're uh, polling for a new host. Uh, if anybody wants to come on, we but only no, accept 4.0 GPS. <laughs> but no, it was good. Uh, I needed a break. I think I slept most of the day. Uh, on Friday, went out to dinner. Lauren's birthday. There you go. Uh, Happy so birthday! We did there. that a little bit there. Birthday dinner and. Uh, I worked yesterday morning at six o'clock in the morning, so that was rough getting out, getting up out of bed. And uh, I worked this morning, so uh, I'm resting now. So it feels good. Not not a, lot, not a whole lot of sports consumed, huh? No, no. I, I so yeah, I've actually slept through a lot of sports this weekend. So I've woken <laughs> up just at the right time. Yeah, I woke up in that uh, that overtime game yesterday. So yeah, I just I've just been absolutely exhausted and just passing out like mid conversation with people. <laughs> well, if you if you well, drop pass off tonight, out here, that's okay. We'll we'll just remove I'm, you from I'm, the stream and let's I'm take good. a little nap. I think I'm okay right now. <laughs> we can have a napping segment. There's not much going on in sports this week, nope. so you could t- show us how to power nap. Yeah, all Absolutely. we got this week is uh, some NFL, a little bit of NBA. We'll, we'll talk more about Mr. Zion Williams Williamson over there on the Pelicans, just an absolute menace to society. Um, and of course, our fantasy seasons are coming to an end in week 14 I, I found out in my work league that i was leading and i've gone on a four game losing streak uh, to barely get into the playoffs hopefully since there's only four teams the season doesn't end until next week so i've got another chance to secure that spot um i will not be starting uh huntley or mike white i can tell you that because i had them both starting this week and should have should have picked up brock purdy i don't know what i was thinking I should have started uh, Evan Ingram. Should have started Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, it was just an all-around bad week for fantasy uh, from my end. But as you can see behind me, my boys over there in Croatia got it done in Qatar, taking down uh, Brazil in PKs. Uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, yeah. Neymar wasn't Neymar. that happy. He was sad. Um, and I followed in Croatia's suit on Friday. They won their tournament or their game, and I won my first scramble tournament. So I've got a trophy and everything that I'll have to uh, bring on to the next show. We got it done in our work league, shooting a nice 10 under over there at Tour 18. We uh, 
You know, that's the one that's got all three uh, from Amen Corner at the Masters. So we we went three under on Amen Corner, and I don't ah. think anybody believed us. But I think you should is. just cut the sentence right there. You know, you don't have to say where you were. You right. <laughs> yeah, we played at Augusta course. National. I got some connections. <laughs> no, we uh, that that was fun. It was a good time. These are the three guys I play with. We played so many so many scrambles together. Always, you know, for one of the work leagues or something. Uh, and we'll we'll shoot like a modest eight or ten under. You know, it's pretty good in a scramble. And then somebody turns in like a nineteen. Like, come on, like hole in one eagle. Another eagle, another hole in one. It's just, it's just a little, little crazy. So, but let's start off with uh, Zion, Tyler. What can you say? What you saw the three sixty windmill dunk in person? What do you have to say about that? Yeah, there were some people that were saying, "Oh, that that's on you know sportsmanship." I really could care less about sportsmanship in that matter. I mean, the Suns, he's Zion said it perfectly. He said it in the post game interview that those, that, you know, the Suns were the team that eliminated my teammates from the playoffs. So he took that personally. You know, Zion, with all the injuries that he's really been dealing with, I mean, he stepped up in a big way. I mean, he's playing like MVP candidate. They're getting MVP chance over there uh, in the smoothing center. It's definitely warranted and definitely two big wins uh, against a Western Conference opponent like the Suns because the Suns are going to be a threat uh, in the Western Conference. So this was definitely huge. Uh, they'll play uh, one more time in Phoenix. Uh, this will be uh, this upcoming week on the 17th. So at worst, uh, the Pelicans uh, will tie with them. So definitely huge uh, to pick up these two wins uh, in back-to-back games. Yeah, I mean, that kind of sets you up for success come, uh, when's the playoffs, in June, July, yeah. something like that. So, man, we all saw they took them to six last year. I mean, just it was a bunch of rookies. So I think – I mean, the Pels might have a real shot this year. Fudge, what do you think about the dunk? Was it unsportsmanlike, or if it was John ja Morant, nobody would be talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they'd be talking no matter who it was, really. Um, it's one of those situations where I get it where you're at home and you want to make a big play, um, but it's not so much the dunk as I don't know if Zion should have been on the floor at a time like that. Uh Healthy lead for the Pelicans. No time on the clock. Normally, your bench guys are getting in, getting some time at that stage of the game. Because I mean, pretty much all of the Phoenix starters had sat at that point. Right. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense for that to happen um, for the Pelicans, and you could kind of see the bench reaction from him doing it. Nobody really like got <laughs> hyped. It was really like a uh, I don't know type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. So it was it was weird to see, uh, you know, after the fact, you know, they said, well, this could be the start of a rivalry. And I'm thinking, really, Phoenix and New Orleans, there's really no <laughs> rivalry there. I mean, that's it's, just not it's definitely thing. not uh, geographical. I mean, no, it's like halfway and, across and, the country from each other. Yeah. And it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, you know, even like Tyler referenced the press conference after with Zion and, you know, Phoenix goes down and scores. Yeah, but it's garbage points, and they just need to take them at the end of the day and walk off the court. I think it's just – I don't want to say it's a classless act, but I just think that Zion needs to watch, um, you know, what he's doing in the future as far as the team goes forward because they will face backlash, not only from Phoenix but from other teams, you know, if that does happen. Yeah, I mean, he might be getting like a, a little cheap shot here next week. 
uh, you know, Chris Paul definitely didn't like it. And I think the bench is cleared. They were a little, getting a little chippy there. Um, at the end of the game, we were getting towards the mouse in the palace action. You know, you got to be I, careful. Can I, and can I ask, what in the hell was Jose Alvarado doing in that mess? It was him and Cameron Payne, John. More like what is near the Pelican doing in that mess? I don't mess. understand. It. Yeah, <laughs> what's the mascot in there? Yeah, yeah. The he was Pelican's holding back, hold back. Uh, Jose Alvarado. In oh all my that. gosh! Oh my all right, it's staged. Then that was definitely scripted. I yeah, mean, come I just on. think Zion. I no, think Zion probably was not scripted. some Zatarain before that the way. game, and that was probably <laughs> why he did it at the end of the game anyway. <laughs> with some Zatarans, a little instead of instead of his pre workout, he just mixes Zatarans in his in his Gatorade, <laughs> and throws that back. Absolutely. So, Wade, you're close to New Orleans. You going to make it down to a Pelicans game and see if you can see I the would. big man? I'd like to come see Tyler in action. And now that the Pelicans are really good, uh, catch some quality NBA. So, got to get that on the calendar. Got to get Tyler over here or to Mississippi for yeah, one of Jacob's yeah. hockey games. Um, and then eventually we got to get out to Texas. We got to make our our trips. Yeah, I mean I'm moving farther away. That's why I wasn't on the show last week. We were looking at houses. I'm moving over to the Waco area. So my Houston teams, I'll still root for you, but it, I won't be the hometown boy anymore. Oh, uh, but you, you gonna know, be a Baylor fan? Yeah, I guess I can go watch Baylor play basketball. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, you of course going to be cut don't be a Mavs fan. Baylor. He's going to be a Mavs <laughs> yeah. fan now. No, Shit, no, I'm, with Mark Cuban? no, I'm gonna go hang out at the Cowboys games. Um, it's see, see if I can get into Jerry's world. Uh, but you know, speaking of Houston, they were ranked number one in men's basketball, they got upset by Alabama yesterday, so they take a tumble. Um, I don't even know where Baylor's ranked at. Are, yeah. are they good this year? Uh, they're always a pretty good program. Okay. Yeah, they'll stick around. I think we lost Tyler. Yeah, we, we're losing him periodically, I think. Yeah, he's, he's got that, internet yeah, internet issues. He, he missed, like, the yeah, one of the at, games. I'm having trouble, so I guess I'm just going to have to go no cam this whole entire episode. Oh, man. Zion disrupted all the power in the greater <laughs> world area. <laughs> <laughs> this, like this powerful dunk took out all the internet power that I had. We are now negative eight feet below sea level. Yeah, <laughs> he just dropped y'all even farther. You got to watch out come hurricane season. Uh, but, I mean, basketball is starting to shape up. I saw they were – I mean, they're still jawing about the Lakers, about how they're, like, you know, AD's having a MVP season and the Lakers have a losing record. So you can put up all the points you want, but if your team's not winning, what good is it, you know? Let me let me talk about that real quick. I think that the issue with the NBA, it, you know, it surrounds – it does surround the media a lot with the whole hype behind – it's not only the Lakers, but it's, you know, the Warriors at the same time uh, – I mean, just recently they've gotten on the Phoenix Suns only because they've gotten good uh, with role players in D-Book. I mean, that was really – I mean, that's why they're good. I think that, you know, they're going to talk about LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson forever. That's just what they're going to do. It doesn't matter if they're first in the league or last in the league. Right. I mean, mean, the Lakers got more coverage being dead last through the first 15 games of the season than anybody else in the NBA. So it just didn't make a lot of sense uh, from a standpoint of watching anything other than just the games because really it doesn't matter um, other than, you know, the game. Because, I mean, the Lakers have gone on terrible losing streaks in eight They were 10-12, and, and that was, like, uh, Friday. So I don't know if they played any this weekend. I mean, they started um, the season 2-10. and 10, So, I mean, yeah. it doesn't 
I mean, they've turned it around a little bit, but they're not even 500 yet. And I think the Warriors Let's are see. 500 or just below it. So they're 11 and 15 right now. They beat the Pistons today, 124 to 117. But let's be real. It's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They're in a big market. That's all they're going to talk about. What's, what's y'all's thoughts, LeBron tanking this year to get uh, a better chance at getting his son on the team? Think it's happen- you think it's happening? I mean, I mean, his son's got some work to do for sure. He's not even a, yeah, not I don't this even year. Think he's a top 10 prospect. What was that, Tyler? You... Oh, there he goes. Well, I think realize- he was saying that LeBron's son's only a junior in high school and will need. Or he's a I senior in high school, so he'll need one more year out of school before he's eligible. Jeez, yeah, LeBron has to play. Let's see, how old is Bronny James? I My think thing he's is, a senior in high school. He's yeah, he's eighteen. So so he's got to play one geez. year of college or one year of G League, and then he can get drafted. I mean, LeBron's going to be in the league forever if he wants to play with him. Golly, he might be looking baseball? more at the second kid. <laughs> yeah, Did college baseball go to the whole like you've got to play. How many years? You have to play uh, three, three years if, if you, you go, go to, to a four-year school. See, I feel yeah. like college basketball should be the same way in that aspect. I, I hate the whole one-and-done crap. Um, it should be what college baseball is. You either go after your senior year of high school or you play three years of college. Yeah, right. I like that option. And I think every sport should have some sort of developmental league, and that's what it should be for. You know, if you want to go out of school, uh, play three years there. And then when you're entering the NBA, you're 21 just like, a college star. We see people produce, you know? I don't 18, think 18. you could do that in the NFL, though. I don't think you could go straight to the NFL out of high school. I mean, you I, would just I, have, like, a, a conference that's, like, the equivalent of the SEC, but they'd be getting paid. So they're not going to – They're well, not they're getting paid for now, that when they already have know? it. <laughs> yeah, I was say, they're getting paid NIL now to where it's – I think you're probably going to lose a lot of those one and dones. I mean, basketball is a little different. It's, I mean, it's still a physical sport, but it's not as physical. But it's like you, they can go out of, you know, as a what first year of college at 18, 19 years old, go out there and compete. But like an NFL dude, you're playing against like grown men, and you're coming out of the high school after playing against like a sophomore. If you're like a wide receiver, I mean, you're just going to get destroyed. Yeah, it's so, more like, of a, a physical, like yeah. actual health and well being thing. Right. It's like Zion. It's like situation with Zion. I mean, went to Duke and play one year and you're gone. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I mean they're young. I mean they're really young. And you know, you could argue the statement. Well, people like Kevin Garnett and uh, Kobe Bryant. You know, they never went to college. You know, they went to the NBA LeBron straight James, high school. Yeah. Yeah, and it just seems like <clears throat> it's a little. It's a little weird to do it, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense because it gets everybody on the same scale there. Because let's be honest, nobody at the age of 18 or 19 years old is going to be a starter in the NBA. They're going to sit on the bench for three years. I mean, you might as well go to college. Now there's at least an incentive with NIL money. I mean, that's that that was why guys weren't going to college or only spending one year in college. It was they wanted to be paid. Yeah, I mean, they wanted that money. I mean, yeah. you got to think as of where they're coming they from. Tell you, as much as they want to tell you, oh, it's my dream to go to the NBA, yeah, we get it, but you can't wait two more years in order to do that. I mean, right. it's, there's a big money part in there. I think you'll see a lot of guys stay now, and I hope they do. And I think the same thing should go for the G League or the Euro League or 
China or, you know, NBA China or whatever. I think you really should have to spend at least two years in the lower leagues in order to get experience before you go to the NBA. Just because, I mean, if you go to college really, or you're saying if you don't go to college, if you don't it be go like to a college minimum and, two years in a G league. Right. Yeah. I think you at least in a lower league, I mean, there's plenty of leagues out there in order to do it. But I think if you look at people like Zion, I think it, it really, in that sense, it wouldn't have mattered had he, you know, only done the one and done. He ended up sitting for injury for a long time. Yeah, he could have almost played, two full seasons. He could end up playing another year at Duke or another. I mean, there's there's other things there. I mean, would he have gone to the Pelicans? Probably not. But uh, it's something you just don't know, and it, it just seems kind of uh, weird for guys to do it. And I don't know if it's scheming for them to find out, you know, ooh, you know, if this team's going to tank in the in the NBA, then I'm going to try to just do my one and done and get out because they're going to draft me. Yeah, well, I really I don't person I can remember in the past like five years that has gone to the G League and skipped college and still have like has made it in the NBA NBA has been probably LaMelo Ball I mean he went overseas and played for he didn't finish high school uh well I guess he you know got his GED and graduated through like homeschooling uh but he he went and played overseas and then came back and didn't play in the G League or anything but I mean is there anyone else that y'all can think of that Went to the G League and is now a starter in the NBA. I mean, not only the G League. I mean, people like Luka Doncic. I mean, played Euroball yeah. for a really long time, you know, and kind of made. How old is Luka? Twenty. He's like twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for guys to do it. It's a developmental thing. I mean, that's what it's there for. I mean, that's that's why people do it. I mean, mm-hmm. you see a lot of guys get drafted to these NBA teams and they only spend, you know, they spend the summer with that team, but. Once the season starts, they kick them back down to the G League. Hey, get experience so that you can be a role player for next season on the bench. I mean, right. It makes makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Hey, you know where I like to spend my summers? Where's Buffalo that? Bayou Brewing Company? <laughs> ah, <good laughs> what a, what a transition there! I had one more um, answer. One more you. summer with him. <laughs> yeah, and he's a Houston guy. Summer. Jalen Green was the only person to go G League to number one pick. So okay. that was just bad. There's past not many out there that I could think of. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's done all right, but he was kind of one of those like once in a lifetime talents, like Zion, you know. So you're not going to get your average high schooler to be on that. I don't think it gives them a added advantage, you know. I think that there's probably a more advantage to going to college, being in a program that's got you disciplined, hitting the weights mm-hmm. for two years, and then coming pro. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, if you want to be like these guys going from the from the high school to the G League, you got to drink the Buffalo Bayou beer. I think it, just gives, you, it gives you wings like Red Bull almost. <laughs> yeah, it's like G Fuel, G Fuel, Red Bull, all that stuff. But no, if you're uh, you're over here in Houston, you got to come check out our friends at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. The weather today in Houston was a little iffy in the morning. It was like rainfall, tornado, hurricane. I mean, the roads were flooded, but then afternoon. It was nice and sunny, and people were enjoying the day on the balcony of Buffalo Bay Brewing Company. So go check them out for the best brews and the best views of the city. Okay, so we seem to have solved the NBA one-and-done uh, situation here. It's probably not going to happen as often because of NIL. One thing that uh, a lot of NIL plays into is college football. So we can talk a few minutes college football since not anything really happened. 
Uh, you had Caleb Williams on the Heisman. Did anybody else see that going differently? No, I did. He was the favorite. <laughs> yeah. But did you say you did? Yeah, I just felt like, I don't know, it just felt weird to have him be the Heisman winner. It, it just didn't seem. How about his I, suit he wore? The Gucci suit with the Adidas logo. Oh my god, that was weird. I, Here's I a hot know. take, though. I I don't I do not think you should be able to bet on the Heisman winner because you're telling me that only the announcer had the answer on that piece of paper when votes were turned in like two weeks ago, and ESPN's doing this whole production. They have them sit in certain chairs, and the, the families are arranged that's, in certain. That's spots. a good point. That's that's fixed there. They know what's going on. It's like betting I'm on a movie script of how like how much he won because he got 2000 votes and Max Duggan only had a thousand, which I thought that should have, shouldn't have been that big of a margin. I mean, Max Duggan, if you look at his numbers, pretty much statistic wise had the same season as Caleb Williams. So, I mean, I, I saw it after the, the, the last one that USC had, even that he had a bad game. I mean, maybe if Max Duggan would have beat Kansas state, who knows, maybe he gets yeah. more, more love, but since they lost that game, Maybe that tied into it. And also, Neil brought it up a good point. I mean, the Heisman voters, most of them already vote before the conference championship. I feel like that's a stupid rule to begin with. You should let the games play out and then vote. Well, my question is, like, where you said 2,000 votes. I thought it was like 554 no. was like the winning vote. It was like that, that was like in the in the region. I saw that same graphic. It was like he had 550 from like the West Coast or something. Which, oh, I was going to say, I was like, that's a little weird because I, I don't know. It just seems like a big margin yeah. there between between them two, like too far of a margin. I mean, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams had a decent season, but I don't think, I mean. Are we getting some fraudulent mail-in votes? Is, that's what's ha- <laughs> is, that, is, is that what's happening? <laughs> fraudulent votes from the AP. <laughs> I think I that think... like real politics, we just had some lackluster candidates in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It just feels weird to have Stetson Bennett sitting there. With an undefeated Georgia team and literally get the yeah, last place. Yeah, it's in still the weird votes. to me that it just felt strange. That Stetson Bennett is getting more votes even after you know Hinton Hooker finished fifth place. I mean, he had as you know way better seasons than any of these guys. So he I was he like wasn't there because he got hurt. Let's if Hinton Hooker didn't get hurt, he wins the Heisman, no doubt. I agree with that. I think it's it's Hinton Hooker uh, for sure. I mean, even Blake Corum was having a better season. I know mm-hmm. he's a running back, but like Stetson yeah. Bennett was kind of just thrown in there at the end. <laughs> he was just he, thrown in there because of yeah. Georgia's success. I mean, right. that, that's the really the he only, only had sixteen touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, even freaking Jane Daniels had more touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, I think if they really wanted a Cinderella story, it should have been Max Duggins because mm-hmm. of we got to look at market being- too. You got yeah. being the we, backup we, quarterback. It's the storyline. They want oh the Hollywood glamour. Another USC quarterback yeah, wins. Yeah. Taking that team from zero to a hundred. I mean, that was unbelievable for him to do something like that. I mean, he put the entire team on his back. I mean, that was yeah. a prime example of of that. Well, Mike Cale Williams sit up there on the podium. He might have won the Heisman, but the four the the other guys get to go compete for a yep. national championship. So I felt like that had to play into it. When he said that, I felt like that had some sort of play in it. They felt bad for him, so they gave it. I gave feel him like the they Heisman. felt bad for him because he, number one, number one, he's yeah, number one, he's injured. Number two, their team doesn't make it. I mean, they can't say that Caleb Williams carried that team because they got a transfer running back from 
Oregon. The University is switching school, uh, colleges. Yeah. In, in Jordan, Jordan Addison. Addison give me a break. <laughs> like, you can't tell me he's the well, only Addison's player a one on year deal. I mean, he's gone. He's going to be a top 15 NFL draft pick and probably end up on Detroit. And they're going to turn into a, a monster of uh, an offense. Who? Caleb Detroit. Williams? No, I'm talking about Jordan Addison. He's going to be oh. top. No, Caleb Williams still has one more eligibility yeah. year. So hopefully the Saints can tank again. That way we can draft him. Well, Addison might end up on the Eagles since the Saints suck and they'll have their like number three pick and they could probably <laughs> use a running true. back. Um, Neil leaves, has a comment about Wade's point. Um, you know, the betters are banned from betting on the, the Heisman, which I understand that. But. You don't think There's they talk to their friends? Know. Right, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. They, they, people know stuff, you know? Um, so. I know stuff. I just lose all my bets. <laughs> you need to, well, I mean, that I think we like could have put an opening statement at addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to write that one down and put on TikTok. Do you, Time stamp do you, that one. <laughs> do you sound like this? Yeah, you're addicted to sports betting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying well, that something that draws out over weeks and it's a big production. Like it just, I don't well, know. Well, when they released I, I the odds, Caleb Williams at like minus twenty seven hundred. Yeah, it wasn't like, really worth arguing because like they didn't try to dupe anybody into it. I mean, you'd have to put in a lot of money to get anything significant. So I wonder what like Max Duggan's like husband before the season would have been. Imagine if he would have won that. If you put, or if he was a finalist, like there's yeah. a, yeah. a starter. Yeah. Yeah, Max Duggan wasn't wins even a thought football of game. He wasn't even listed as a <laughs> yeah. starter for that. Day. They protect themselves on that kind of stuff, though. Like they, they're really vanilla with the options they give you. They give you yeah. like thirty players, and you're not going to see something like that. I mean, I I tried betting on a future uh, baseball MVP because Taylor Ward got off to a fantastic start this year. He had more home runs than Mike Trout, and then he fell off a cliff. But they wouldn't even give you odds on him. And he was a starter, you know, had 20 home runs. They wouldn't give you odds midseason. I mean, they just – they protect their own and give you very vanilla options. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to – they're in the business of making money. They're not trying to lose any. So, um, like, yeah, they, they there are big payouts when you hit a crazy parlay, but, like, his odds are probably insane to win MVP next year. But it, they may come out when you get closer to that, you know, spring training or something. Yeah. So, uh, other college game that happened, Army-Navy, the famous game every year. Uh, Army upsets Navy in double overtime. And then Navy honorably discharges, we'll call it that, their head coach. <laughs> After 25 years, the most the winning winningest coach in Navy history is no longer there. Um, kind of a shock. I mean, they had they won like eight games this season, didn't they? No, uh, it was a down year for them. <laughs> they went five and five and eight, I think. Five no, no, no. Eight. I'm talking about Navy. Navy. Yeah, Navy a... went four and eight. Army went six and six with a win. Oh well, then this I was a bad totally year for Navy. This. But Navy, like, he's still done a lot for them, you know. What did I? I read. Oh, I guess it's because it says Navy has beat Army eleven times um, in the past couple of years. Uh, and I mean, he's had a like his record. Let's see, it's been one hundred nine and eighty three. I mean, he was there for fifteen seasons. I guess you could switch it up, uh, but I mean, it's Army Navy. These guys are there to serve our country. Yeah. They're not there to play football. So really, anything that comes out of a win out of that is a pretty 
you know, pretty good success. So well, I definitely so have the utmost, up, utmost respect that they do that and then they come and play football for our entertainment. It's so big, the Army-Navy game. I mean, one reason it's so the big Navy for Army. I mean, the one reason it's so big for Army is because of they lost at one point, they lost 14 straight to Navy. Yeah. I mean, that's what's yeah. crazy about it. And I think watching that game, it's so hard to watch. And I've fallen asleep, obviously. Number one, I was tired. Option, left and right. They run right. the same offense. The Both teams run the same exact stinking offense. And I think they threw the third pass, like third pass attempt, not completed pass, third pass attempt in overtime yep. in yep. order to tie the game. I was just like, really? I'm thinking – they run the ball. It is ride or die. It could be fourth and fifteen or third and sixteen. We're and running it. Run the football, <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? So the stat that I saw was that, uh, you know, I don't even know how to say his name. Uh, Ken Numatulu. Uh, we don't he, need you to pronounce anymore. Yeah, and he he did play in Hawaii. He's just like Tua. Uh, so he he had ten wins in 2019. Yeah, so that I mean was... that's three years ago, kind of long time ago, but still pretty good. I mean, but you know you got to switch it up every now and then. Who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Navy will be a college football playoff team next year. You know when it goes into 12. If if I'm Navy when I'm going into this Army Navy game, or even if I'm Army, it, you're kind of guaranteed to win if all of a sudden you just change up your offense and start throwing the ball. I mean, nobody's expecting it. They don't have DBs that can cover their wide receivers. Well, I guess you don't have wide receivers that can catch. Um, you got running backs out there playing wide receiver. But it was a good, you know, close game, double overtime, always fun to watch. It's just a it's a tradition in American football. Um, Neil said that he watched it with some Army grads, so I'm sure that was a fun time. Um, we got – I mean, we got the college football uh, bowl season coming up here. We'll probably save that till the next show to give our like favorite favorite shows and New Year's Six Bowl predictions. I just want real quick, Jacob, who's your national champion? Georgia. Tyler. Easy. Georgia. Wade. Pretty boring. Georgia's gonna win it. Uh, I'm going Georgia too. I'm going. Right. I'm gonna write this timestamp down in case we're all wrong. So. I mean, it's just kind of that season. I mean, look at the the Heisman. It, I mean, the answer was right there. It wasn't overly amazing, but what else were you going to do? I mean, you can make a case for Michigan. You can make a case for Max Duggan and TCU, but, I mean, Georgia's just got the most talent on the football field. Uh, I mean, do, do you all like Georgia playing Ohio State, or would you rather see I the do. big game part two in the semifinals? Of the national I do, especially in Atlanta. That's going to be tough to beat. And Ohio State's defense, I mean, they got gashed on the run. And Georgia, if they can get Kenny McIntosh, if he can get on the ground, then it's going to be a long day. I mean, the only thing going for Ohio State is that they have a high-powered offense. Uh, Marvin Harrison has been their top wide receiver, but – you're not going to beat Georgia in Atlanta. That's going to be their backyard. They know how to play that. They literally just played there, so they don't have to travel too far. So I think there was always the playoff game. We get one close game, and we get a blowout. And I think this is going to be the blowout game. I you think Michigan, Michigan and TCU is going to be close? Yeah, I think that one's going to be the closer one. That's more of a balance. I just don't mm-hmm. see this one. I think that Georgia controls in this game. Okay. I, like I think it. Michigan is- and Georgia both would have won either semifinal matchup. I think that you couldn't say that 
every year, but I just think they're the consensus number one and number two. Um, every year we talk about expanding the playoff, and then you know this year we have like clear as day what you would make the national championship matchup if we were on the old system. So I'm all for more college football, but I mean you're just making Georgia and Michigan work work a little extra harder on the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think for that Georgia and Ohio State game, I think the biggest thing here is I think I'm going with Georgia because, number one, I haven't seen enough in the offense from Ohio State late in the season against decent teams. I mean, they were the number one scoring offense in the country to start the year through the first five or six games. But after that, they started tapering off because they started playing actual teams. I mean, once you get to a certain point uh, – they kind of fell apart due to injury and they really had to go to their bench to find it. I mean, the problem is, is with Georgia best defense in the country, they're going to be better than Michigan, Michigan uh, held Ohio state pretty much to their lowest scoring number. I think second lowest of the year, but I mean, it could be a blowout because Georgia's better than Michigan. In my opinion, by far, I think Georgia playing at home, it is basically a home game that plays in a big factor. And I just think that this is, this is an opportunity for people watching football all throughout the country to see a team get absolutely exposed because they don't play anybody good enough during the regular season. So when they destroy the big 10, when they get there dominant, but that's the problem. They don't play anybody there. And when they do, they're either playing at home or it's snowing or it's 10 degrees and nobody wants to play them. Then they just fold. So right. the problem is, is they're playing on the road. They have to win a big game, and they have no idea how to beat Georgia. And there's, well, we need, there's no chance. We need more of these Big Ten SEC games where you had like Auburn and Penn State. Now, granted, I Penn do, State I blew out know. Auburn, but it's I like mean, third game of the year. I think there well, should Penn be State's crossover. here right now, and Auburn's there. So right, but a few years bad. ago, that would have been a you know close game or something. Well, a couple of years ago, it was a big game in Penn State. I mean, it was a touchdown game i mean really right. was the difference but Bo michigan and TCU, obviously yeah michigan and tcu is a huge game i think for tcu first because they're going to show michigan something that michigan hasn't seen and that's a quarterback who's actually able to spread the offense out and throw the ball and he, and not scared to throw it mm-hmm. i mean cj stroud looks scared to throw the ball against michigan's defense so i think if Max Duggan basically just does what he did all year long, they have a balanced offense. Sure, you can run the ball, but good luck running the ball against Michigan's front seven. Duggan I mean, can you're going to have to throw too, it. So. Yeah, I mean, you're just going to have to throw the ball, and it's going to be an all-out scoring battle in the 50s. I mean, that's really what it's got to be for TCU to win it. I mean, that's because they're not going to they're not going to hold anybody uh, under 30 points because they gave up, you know, 27 to Baylor on the road, and they're atrocious. NASCAR Neil thinks TCU's winning the whole thing. He he's, he wants to prove us all wrong. It. So I'd it. love to see TCU win the whole thing. Same that here. would just that would just be awesome. But and that's the fan pick. Uh, but mine pick Georgia. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's going to be what? Georgia. I think what if it does happen? And the reason it does happen is because Max Duggan didn't win the Heisman, and they said, you know what? It's just motivation. Duggan would take that. He would take a national championship over in like, any oh, day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, if you're feeling confident, you're a TCU fan. You go over to Fanatics and you go ahead and buy the national championship gear before the price gets hiked up. You always wait. Uh, just enjoy your Fiesta Bowl merchandise. Yeah. Well, That's why you wait to the end? Yeah, I mean, you could go get some cool Fiesta Bowl stuff. Uh, you could use code Tinsel, T-I-N-S-E-L, for up to 65% off. And if you order now, it gets to you before Christmas. You want to give that college football fan in your life some good gear, you head on over to Fanatics, you use our link, you give us a Christmas present, and you get it one yourself. So, um, And if you're a Georgia fan, it's probably a safe bet to go ahead and buy some national championship merch right now. <laughs> so uh, let's get to some NFL. We usually start with NFL, but I decided to switch it up this week because there was like no college football talk. Um, I saw a graphic MVP race right now. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, shocker. Uh, number two, Jalen Hurts, which not a lot of people saw. I mean, eh, maybe. Number three, Joey B. I did. Number four, Josh Allen. And number five, Tua. Not going to say his last name. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people thought Justin Herbert was going to be up in that MVP race. And he just had a pretty lackluster season this year. Uh, but out of those five, Tyler, who do you think takes home the MVP trophy? Well, you said I think we had the same question a couple of weeks ago. My answer is not changing. Jalen Hurts continues to ball out for this Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they're 11-1. They're the best team in the NFL right now. Some people are saying that they're frauds because of the schedule that they're saying, but I don't think that they're the real deal. I mean, there's really no one in the NFC that's really going to contend with them unless you're the Minnesota Vikings. That's pretty much the only team. Uh, is he even coming close just because right. of the high-powered offense of Kirk Cousins and just how that elite – I don't know. Just, Dallas has caught fire here recently. I know Dallas they had a rough game today. Fire, but, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the Philadelphia has owned them in the past couple of seasons. So, Jalen Hurts, the way that he's been playing. I mean, going from last year to this year, he's just been a, a better overall passer and he's been able to use his legs uh, like he was in college. So, my pick right now has got to be Jalen Hurts. I know that way you can attest to that since he owns uh, Mr. Jalen Hurts in fantasy. So, like the Heisman, the MVP race is pretty much a quarterback battle. The more majority of the time in NFL. Uh, Futch and Wade, I want to know, outside of quarterback, who could win the MVP? I think that you're definitely going to see a quarterback win the MVP, but you might see a non-quarterback win the Offensive Player of the Year, which is kind of in a way, how they give the MVP to someone that's not a quarterback. So yeah. to answer your question, I think the one name that sticks out is Justin Jefferson, definitely. That's not, that's not a J. I was trying to show a J in the screen. <laughs> that's I don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> J Jettis, baby. Yeah, I just think that Jefferson uh, is having a, another huge season. He's very consistent, uh, very big for Kirk Cousins and company. Running backs have had kind of a down year. Overall, I, ju- I just don't think there's one guy that you could pinpoint and say he's that guy. I mean, you could look at Josh Jacobs, and he's having a great individual season, but his team right. is horrible. Uh, Derrick Henry is putting up good numbers, but they play in a horrible division, and Tennessee probably wouldn't be a playoff team if they mm-hmm. didn't play in that division. Um, 
and we've seen other guys flash and, and have good years. So I think this is the year of the receiver. Um, if you would go outside the quarterback, I think that uh, Jefferson's your guy. But I think that we might see Hertz win both awards because of his ability as a runner. Sure. I mean – He's going to be up there in completion percentage as a passer, and he's going to have some metrics that give him top five passer uh, ability in the in the NFL. And then as a rusher, I mean, he'll be just behind Justin Fields in terms of rushing touchdowns and and yardage, uh, maybe behind Josh Allen and one of those. But um, overall, just a very complete effort and season for for Hertz. And then the on the, on the field team success is there too. I mean, they're going to be a one seed most likely. So. Okay, okay. Butch, do you agree with Wade there with uh, Jay Jettis as the non-quarterback favorite? Yeah, I'll agree with Wade on that. Um, Finally, you agree with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) We made a treaty. We we had an agreement. You better be watching some Jay Jettis tape. That might be your pick. Uh, Yeah, me and Wade got to decide who we want to take number one. We're playing in the toilet bowl. (laughs) But, uh, no, I think it's Jay Jettis. I I just feel like Justin Jefferson – uh, is that go-to receiver? He is uh, that guy that you you send out there and say go make a catch, um, and you know, for that team. And I think he's he's obviously the best player in the NFC uh, offensively, and, and I think probably in the NFL. I mean, if Jalen Hurts is not playing football, he is the consensus MVP pick. Um, you mentioned running backs real quick. I, I think the only running back who has some sort of question. You know, if this wasn't – if those two guys weren't there, um, probably for me, it'd probably be Austin Eckler. Um, I think he's the he's only person – He's had a quiet, good season. Yeah. He's – I mean, he's, he's the only decent player that's had – well, I say decent player. Only player for the Chargers that's had a decent season. I mean, mm-hmm. they've gone to him almost every time. I mean, first, second, and third down, he's the guy, whether it's a dump-off pass or he's just running the ball. So uh, I think he's a good physical back. He's going to go get you yardage, um, and that's what a team needs. And he's he's racked up a lot of touchdowns this year, and they've gone to him in the red zone. I think that they're 6-6, six and six and they're not that great of a team. They probably should be leading the division um, or second in the division right there on the heels of Kansas City because that's kind of where they have uh, were projected to be. But I, I think that uh, Austin Eckler is a fantastic back, I think, for anybody – you know, as far as fantasy goes, I think Tyler would agree. I think Austin Eckler is is a great player uh, for for anybody just because of his individual yeah. performance. He's a must draft every year of how consistent he is. Like you mentioned, like not only does he get rushing touchdowns, Justin Herbert also goes to him in the receiving game. And also another thing is he loves fantasy football. I always see him tweet about fantasy football, other guys, you know, like <clears throat> Cordell Patterson, like saying like I don't give a damn about your fantasy team. I'm over here. Uh, trying to play uh, for my team and get yards. But Austin Eckler is just Mr. Fantasy Football himself, very consistent. So, I mean, if you're ever asking about Austin Eckler, yes. The, the answer is always going to be yes to draft him. Well, shoot. I'm not drafting number one next year. I already right, know right. that. No RB, but, RB is what we have. No, won. I'm going wide receiver all day. All <laughs> yeah, day. I think uh, just Jefferson or Jamar Chase is the, uh, yep. the answer there. Yeah, I think th- – Future MVP, uh, as far as running back goes, that has a chance to win the future MVP. I think if you keep an eye out four or five years down the line, I think it's Tony Pollard. I think yep. is, is the guy in Dallas. Did Zeke off the curb and led Tony I, Pollard yeah. be RB1. But didn't I they think just the next sign Zeke to like a they huge did, extension? 
They have a way out this year. Actually, both guys are free agents at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but they'll probably franchise tag Pollard. And I think Pollard has a unique situation in that he's been able to gain NFL experience and keeping a good reputation as like one of the better backups, but he's not had all the mileage put on him. And right. I know that eventually his body will kind of give out and, you know, whatever, maybe age 30 onward. But I think we're going to see him kind of be in his prime in that area where a lot of running backs fall off in that 26 to 28. 29 range i think that he's due for you know a very productive second contract um whereas we're already seeing guys like camara kind of fall off much like austin eckler you know he wasn't big when he was 22 23 now he's on his second contract i think he's like 27 or 28 and he's looks good as new so uh very similar career trajectories there i mean pollard is making himself some money this year i tell you what so um, for another team, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, it'll be interesting to see where he where he lands. So, with that, I mean, Pollard's got a dog in him. We're gonna throw it to our who got that dog in him segment this week. So, I'm gonna hit the intro, and I'm I'm interested to hear y'all's picks. Who got that dog in him? Uh, I guess we could say Week 14 since it's Week 14 in NFL. We typically do college players, but. We don't, I don't, we don't have any college games besides Army and Amy. So, we started with Tyler. Who got that dog in Tyler? Well, we started off with this. Mr. Zion Williamson got that dog in him. Uh, I'm gonna, got like seven dogs in him. I could have done More like 70 dogs yeah. in him. <laughs> I mean, that dunk was pretty insane, but I'm actually going to go uh, to today's game uh, since uh, we're a Sunday show. So, I'm going to go to a stat line. So, we had 35 points uh, on the day. He's just playing like MVP candidate. Honestly, the season ended. My vote, no bias. Uh, would go to Zion Williamson. I just feel like, I mean, this is just warranted. I mean, this man has just been struggling with injuries, and now you're seeing a team like this team doesn't even have Brandon Ingram on the starting lineup right now, and they're beating the Suns, you know, in back to back games. So, yep. Zion Williamson, easy dog of the week. Okay. I like it. I definitely agree with that MVP pick. I mean, you got your your typicals like your Luca who else? and, and your, who else is playing to his level? He's gonna right? say Ja Morant, but he's gonna say Ja Morant. Who who, who is no your comment? Okay, well no we'll get into some MVP rating content for next week. Is playing off the yeah, chart. when next week when we have literally nothing to talk about, <laughs> we can have the MVP discussion. Yeah, Jacob, you take it next. Who's your dog pick? Um, I'll go to the NFL since we're on week 14. Uh, Brock Purdy is my guy for my dog of the week. You stole him uh, from me. He was my yeah, pick, Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think he had a fantastic game uh, playing against Tom Brady. He said, you know, he really idolized Tom Brady and went Rough out there and actually the smacked him. So, yeah. I, I think – Didn't even uh, get him, give him a shot. I mean, wasn't the final yeah. score 35-7? to seven? Yep. It was 35 nothing in the third quarter, and they let off the gas in the fourth. So I, I think uh, for Brock Purdy, I mean, the most calm I've seen in a, in a rookie quarterback, you know, out there just kind of slinging it around, having fun, you know, saw him smiling a couple times out there and just having a good time. I think uh, having family there kind of motivated him too. And, you yeah, know, his being... dad's up in the stands crying, the emotions <laughs> overtaking him. It was, it was a really cool thing to see. Being the last pick, I mean – in the Mr. Draft, Irrelevant. Yeah, is really 
tough on guys mentally. And I think, you know, he kind of gave some insight on that in his post game interview, but I think he uh, really took it personal and went out there and, and took it to the Bucks. I mean, that is uh high caliber offense there that they had and they don't have the best greatest guys on offense. Debo Samuel goes down with an injury, gets carted off, you know, mm. and really, McCaffrey's not a huge factor in this game and really it all falls on Brock Purdy and he's got to get rid of the ball fantastic throws I saw uh for a guy picked last in the draft he uh definitely uh got some great experience and is going to build off of that and hopefully uh be the face of some franchise in the NFL uh in the future I mean at the Houston he's third he shoot it might as well. He's their third-string quarterback. I mean, Trey Lance is looking on like, huh, I don't know about all this. I Jimmy mean, G's gone after this yeah, year. Yeah, what is, like, going to be the 49ers situation going forward at quarterback? Like, who is it going to be there for now? I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. We saw this happen with Nick Mullins. We saw this happen. Well, yeah, you are right. This is his first game. They have no game tape on him. It's he just comes system. up there and says, I totally should have started Brock Purdy over Tyler Huntley. Just saying. I mean, with Justin Fields out, I needed a quarterback. Mike White was my starter. I was like, hey, this league, you can have a second offensive player. And I picked up Huntley because last time he played for Lamar, he did great. Should have gone with Mr. Yeah, get Huntley out of here. Mark Andrews didn't even can have I, a period of a day. Can I preface my uh, dog of the week pick also with uh, Brock Purdy playing through an oblique strain? Uh, yeah. And absolutely went crazy. So, oh yeah. no, no, there's no diss on on Purdy. I just think that San Fran kind of is just really good at developing quarterbacks, not to be elite, but to be quality starters. Yeah, mine like Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you're going to develop quarterbacks left and right. Yeah, Wade, who's your pick for uh, dog of the week? All right, I'm going to kick it the basketball. I usually go football, Ooh. but kind of that time of the year. So okay. I'm going to go with KJ Williams out of LSU. He's a power forward. Transfer from Murray State. So, well, trying to read some ESPN stats here and starts playing an ad. Um, <laughs> you got to play for ESPN Plus there. You got to watch the game. Come on. I'm just trying to read his game log to y'all because uh, I don't want to miss any cred here for KJ Williams. Um, he went for 35 points against Wake Forest yesterday, played all but three minutes of that ball game. Um, hit seven three-pointers, so that's really big for the, the big guy. And he turned in a double-double, had 10 rebounds as well in this one. Um, his third double-double of the season, he started his LSU career with a double-double at home against Kansas City. And then he cashed in another one uh, just a few games later against Kansas State in the Cayman Island Classic. So he knows how to show up when the games are big. Um and his second 30-point effort, he had 30 points against Illinois State. So uh, he's a super senior looking for a shot to get to the NBA. Uh, you know, Matt McMahon's gotten some guys to the NBA recently. John Morant, Jacob's favorite. So maybe mm-hmm. K.J. Williams can be the next thing. So my pick for who got that dog in him is a whole country. <laughs> it's a country that I've pledged my allegiance to to win the is World Cup. the one behind you? It is the one behind me, my heritage. You might as well stand up and do a cartwheel. The Croatian <laughs> soccer team. Jeez. Hrvatska in Croatian. Hrvatska. Means What's your confidence level going ball. up against Argentina? And leaving a thousand. A thousand? Okay. A thousand. Honestly, I mean, you already took out the big dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, 
I'm trying to remember in 2018. I, think I can bet you one thing. It's going to go to penalty kicks because Croatia loves no, to play in penalty does. kicks whenever they go to the Croatia's keeper is on crack. Oh, he's insane. He's absolutely think about it. Whenever they were went to the World Cup final in 2018, two of the you know, the quarterfinal, the semifinal game, they went to penalty kicks and they ran yep. into a young French team and they just overpowered and, them. And that's what happened is they ran out of gas. Yeah, they, they ran, ran out of to, gas. We went to penalty kicks in the round of 16 and the quarterfinals and then we beat England 2-1 to one, and then we yeah, mm-hmm. played a young France team. Now, tables have turned a little bit. Our team's a little younger. I know you still got Luke out there who's older. This is probably his last World Cup. But the boys are getting it done. I mean, the so. future's going to be bright. With, I mean, Luka Modric, I mean, he's is up Modric, for the golden what a, ball. What an itch there, Tyler. It's crazy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's up for the, the golden ball. So this could come down to, you know, Lionel Messi is up for it too. So whoever wins, uh, you know, this match. Uh, could it's going to be. Win that trophy. The two of them battling is going to be an insane, insane yeah. game. I mean, they're both around the same age. Yes, Messi is definitely better than Modric is. Mm-hmm. But – who knows? It's the World Cup. Anything can happen. I'm taking Croatia and penalty kicks. That's what I like to hear. Um, I, I mean, I had Croatia winning, actually beating Team USA they just in feel the like finals. The team in the bracket. Hey, and even if we make it to the finals and I lose, it's still a success. Yeah, Croatia, a France, round two. Honestly, there's a very good chance it can happen because uh, and Canada, Morocco, though they've been yeah. on fire. They just beat Portugal one one nil with. Uh, Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo not even playing. He was on the bench for the first half, and then they brought him in in the 53rd minute. They were unable to score. I mean, that Morocco goalkeeper has just been the MVP for that team. I mean, he's just been a brick wall. I say we put a little money on Morocco and maybe Croatia to win it. That would be an insane. Sprinkle a little bit of cash. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance they're the underdogs, so there's a chance one of them win. You, I mean, Morocco is like a plus nine thousand. Yeah, I was going into next week. They're still an insane amount of odds. (laughs) I'm gonna pull so, it up and see what the see what I got. I got another it. local dog of the week pick. Uh, it's my it was my golf scramble partner, my boy Spencer that I work with. The man was hitting ah, thirty yes. foot putts like nobody's business. I mean, we we started off a little slow, four straight pars, and then we roll up into a mid corner out there at Tour 18, the par four with with the sign, you know, the famous Masters scoreboard. Uh, and we took his drive. I hit it on the green with my wedge shot. And then, but I was back half the green. We had like a 25 foot breaker downhill. Okay. First guy goes, first scramble partner, Jordan goes, misses it. I go, miss it, but I gave him a good line. Spencer walks up there, takes another swig of his beer, sets it down on the green. Boop. It's rolling. It's rolling. We're starting to get a little antsy. Boom. It's center cup. We went on five straight or four straight birdies after that. So. Shout out Spencer getting the team started and helping us take home that dub. So brought home the trophy. Exactly. That's what we're going to display it in the office. Um, I won't be there for much longer. I'll be working remote once we move, but I will have the trophy. We'll zoom trophy. Yeah, I'll I'll have it still in my cubicle for (laughs) everybody to see. Yeah. It's going to be like Cameron and put the put the fantasy football trophy behind you. Yeah, I'm just going to have it right (laughs) next to me. I should have brought it on to tonight's show and it's sitting in my truck. I forgot about it. Uh, but we all we did like the Stanley Cup. We poured the beer in it. We drank it out of the trophy. There's pictures. It was a, it was a <laughs> was great it a big time. trophy or is it, it was like sitting a- in someone's shed for the last four months? No, they actually went and bought it. It's a gold trophy 
uh, with a nice base on it. It's about like a, a foot tall, foot and a half tall. I mean, it's it's a yeah, nice cup. It's decent size. Uh, it was the inaugural uh, winter classic for the company that, that was putting it on. So it, it, it was a fun time. Fudge, what are the odds for the World Cup for Morocco to win it? Um. So, well, for them to win uh, their match first against France, they are plus 650. Okay. Croatia actually has better odds to beat Argentina. Uh, at plus four fifty. Okay. Um, Future wise, though, to win it, uh, Morocco actually has the farthest odds at plus nine fifty, uh, and Croatia follows them up at eight hundred. I said we sprinkle a little cash on it, see what happens. Let the money do the work. So, uh, I mean, Morocco. You said Croatia a team of destiny. Morocco is definitely France is a juggernaut. I just don't see them losing here. Hey, that's that's the fun about sprinkling cash on a plus nine hundred team to win the World Cup. Uh, I mean, since we're talking about it, like you said, Tyler, Ronaldo was benched for the first half, yeah, mainly because he got offered two hundred million dollars a year to go play for a Saudi Arabian team. Uh, and I think, yeah, I definitely think he's going to do it. I mean, two hundred, not a contract, two hundred million dollars a year. Like he's already got a ton of money, but two hundred million. I mean, they paid. Phil Mickelson, 135, just to be the spokesperson for Liv, and he made the most money in any sport last year. So, 200 million. If I'm uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, see ya. I'm out. I'm, I'm de- going to play I'm de- for him. I'm DMing Cristiano Ronaldo after this. I would do the same. Yeah, ask Cristiano if we could hold like a, a thou wow or something. I mean, it's just, yeah, just a little gonna... bit of cash. Like, come on, man. <laughs> so, um, but Morocco upsets them. Croatia beats Brazil and penalty kicks. Argentina advanced on penalty kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think France handled business pretty well. Yeah, they handled business because Harry Kane uh, had a chance uh, to tie it at the 80th minute, and he sailed it over. So, I mean, yeah. England fans, I mean, they were just in, in tears after this game. I mean, this means a whole lot uh, to England fans at uh, this World Cup. But France, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, they're their favorite. They're the world defending World Cup champs. They're going to be a tough out. I mean, they don't even have, like, their best two players. The Benzema out. I mean, Mbappe has been the real deal for them. So, yep. I think that France is going to ease into the World Cup final. So, I think we all you. know my pick. Croatia. Yeah. I think we know Tyler's yeah. France. No, Fletch. I never said that. I said that Croatia is going to get their revenge tour on France. You didn't let me finish. Oh, okay. Futch, what were you going to say and who's your pick to win it? Uh, I was going to say, first, much celebrating that Kane has done for that team uh, <laughs> in England. I'm glad they lost because he couldn't hit a whole hell of a lot with <laughs> the amount of celebrating that he did. I It just, it, it was like, it, it, the goal didn't matter. The celebration after was was the key. Um, it's just, oh, my God. I, I can't stand it when these guys – and then they miss a kick, and it's just the simplest kick of all time, and they fall on the ground, and they grab in their head. I'm like, You're just dude, seriously, you just missed it. Yeah. It, yeah it, they try so Soccer hard. players are like, the best actors that, in the world. And that's uh, why they get paid. NFL like receivers are getting there. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, they, yeah. they watch soccer. Yeah. They watch the players World are Cup. Much worse. You just need yeah. to watch a game. Like, it doesn't matter. They, they could just, like, be like, whoop, and they'd be like, oh, gosh, foul. Where's the They have one of the Brazil players got – he tripped over his own feet, and the Croatian defender, like, put his hands up like this to show he didn't hit him, and he tumbles, gra- gets up, grabbing his knee, yeah, falls to the ground, down. crying. It's like, dude, nobody even touched you. So – 
I think if I was a athletic trainer for those teams and a guy falls on the ground after getting breathed on or something like that, I would literally just come out with this black bag that's unmarked, set it down, open it up, and of course they zoom in on the guy in the athletic trainer there, and I just pull that thing open, put it out there, and it's an operation board, and just freaking sit there and, and try to mess with it the entire time because that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's all like, so beautiful. Like, I don't know what it sprayed is, but like they like spray whatever they got hit. Like, all right, they like they like tap it for a bit. It's like, icy hot. Oh, it is? They just hit some I, – I don't know. I'm saying they just hit some icy hot on them. It's <laughs> well, all it is. They just like spread it on like, okay, you can go back. You know what's Wait. refreshing though? Hockey. Because these two dudes on the ice – decided they were going to just like get in a little scuffle completely off the puck and one guy body checked the other guy into the glass and the guy's face went straight into the ice and the the ref did not stop play whatsoever he was like you know what that's what you get for playing around like that and literally the guy was down for a full minute before they changed the lines and the guy like got up and you know they just don't deal with that yeah the uh you got two ends of the spectrum here. You got the World Cup, the soccer, and you got hockey where they just kill each other and it's totally fine. So, That's Wade, who's, you, who's your pick awesome. to win? Yeah. Who's your pick to win it, Wade, World Cup? Uh, France was the team I had to go in the furthest that is still alive. Uh, so, I'll, I'll stick with them. I almost picked them to win it all, but I did go with Brazil. So, Croatia took care of that. Fletch, did you give us your winner? I didn't. I did it. Uh, you got to go with the hot team. I think. Uh, I think the hottest team right now is probably Croatia. With I think Morocco's right there with them. Uh, I'll go with Croatia. I, I just feel like their goaltending is going to win them something. It just feels like uh, momentum is on their side. That guy's such a dog when he gets the penalty kicks. <laughs> oh, it and I mean, penalty kicks are one hundred percent just guessing. I mean, that's all you do is is you you either jump left or right, but he yeah. seems to get it right every time. Uh, that man snorts a line before he <laughs> he definitely, <laughs> he definitely does. He's insane. Uh, he kind of you know, does like little like fake too. Like if you watch him, he goes like this, and then he goes like. Yeah. They need so, to like, need to play the like, audio. He like gets in the opponent's head. They need to mic him up before the penalty kicks. They need to I'd play the to audio for "I'm a slithery snake." <laughs> that's, that's Wait, really so, what needs to right there. Clip the penalty kick, and we'll put out a snake. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we'll that Let's see if that goes viral. So, I'm definitely wearing my Croatia shirt to work tomorrow. Got the polo. I've got a jersey. I might just just wear a jersey. Just you know what? I've got a department might meeting. Well. Walk up to my boss, shake his hand, and I'm sitting in a Croatian jersey. Who who cares? I mean, <laughs> all I know is it's it's rolling. The week before Christmas, nobody cares in the office. Exactly. I'm very excited for the 2026 World Cup when the U.S. gets the host. That's going to be an insane environment wherever it is. I'll I'll be back. And go to it. I should be back in Houston then. So we'll get we'll get we'll start working on sports scramble play. media passes. Okay, sports scramble media passes. I don't care who play. It could be Saudi Arabia and Ghana. Is all I care for. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a heck of a game. I don't think I'm going to that game. Uh, I was going to get kidnapped and taken back to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Hey, they're gonna you know they're gonna give me free money because they have all the money in the world. Uh, like, I don't think they're paying you two hundred million, buddy. Here comes the contract for you to do a podcast, and then you're gonna be uh, you're gonna see a shadow, and there's just gonna be like a gun gonna name it. Like, but for probably gonna the call US it. Just to play. 
Tyler's going to call it Iran and get drug out of the stadium uh, <laughs> just by his feet. And they're just gonna, he's going to disappear off the face of the earth. Since they're one of the hosts, they get one of the easier groups. Hopefully. I mean, we need it. That's so. what they usually do for host sites. Uh, Qatar had, you know, an easy group, and look what happened to them. They couldn't even get a single point. Well, we are talking about Qatar here. They're not really known for <laughs> I think sites. that every kid born from now – well, we're already too late, but – Every kid that's playing youth football right now should be transitioned to soccer so that we can make a run at this 2026 thing. Would be a bad idea. So Every five-star high school recruit is now going to play soccer. Yeah, just go ahead and transition them to soccer. Every kick, every college All football kicker. kickers will now be on our national team. Right. So and when Wade, is that is the definition? Uh, wait, that is the definition of sports communism, right? There. Yeah. Don't put Cody Parkey on there. Is, <laughs> if you ever go into penalty kicks, he's going to doink it off of the the post. Yeah. Don't you don't want that happening? So <laughs> running backs are expendable, man. We can just we can just they're fast. Good. Throw them out there. Let them. Let them and honestly, that was such a Brazil way to lose of hitting the post. <laughs> I mean, they just have been choking in all of the past. I mean, going from the seven nothing. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. A couple of years ago, Losing to Germany to now doinking in off yeah. of the post to lose. I mean, what's to stop them recruiting like a five-star linebacker, put him at the middle defender place, and tell him, you find the best player on that team and you take him out first minute. You're red-carded. Who cares? But you take him out Stand and just destroy him while he's like, I have a goon. <laughs> it's not the NHL. I don't know. I think that that should be. I'd the like move. to see you're linebackers play, play in the NHL. You're, you're playing a man down for the rest of the match, but if you just take if you take out someone like a Ronaldo or something, you know, the, whoever is their team, just lay them like clean as clock. I mean, I think a guy out, like Ray Lewis. That's probably why they have the red card rule the way it is, so yeah. that you can't just blatantly sabotage someone and then bring in a substitute. Right, that's exactly because FIFA or soccer is the most corrupt sport in the world. So that's exactly why because they would totally just put put someone out like a Patrick Queen who Neil picked for his dog of the week, um, put him out there and just murder somebody and then just substitute the next defender in. So all right, World Cup game is Tuesday, uh, one o'clock. Croatia versus Argentina, and we got France Wednesday. France versus Morocco, one o'clock. So uh, ooh. The final is Sunday, 9 a.m. So we'll be we'll able to recap. Yeah, we'll be able to recap the final next week. So make sure y'all tune in for really? that. We we started our uh, Dog of the Week talk to get into the NFL, and then we went on a World Cup spiral. Um, so real quick, uh, I saw a tweet today that was pretty interesting about the NFL. And I put it on the notes, and y'all might have saw it and just been like, what the heck is he talking about? Uh, from Uber Facts. The NFL is recognized as an entertainment business rather than a sport, so legally they can fix the outcome of games. Well, we already what saw you, that. What are y'all's thoughts on that? 2018 NFC uh, Championship game. Yep. Oh, God, here we go. No, I mean, 
It definitely raises asking for an I just want you to think about who plays in the NFL and let me ask you if you think you can orchestrate 53 of those guys to go along with the same thing. They all have huge egos. They're all getting paid tons of money. Well, I think it's more they the, get caught up in the moment. They, it's just I think it's more like the referees, you know. I mean, you can, they can definitely well, like Tyler just said, one call can change complete I don't know, like, what year it was. You remember that year they had, like, backup referees, like, come in, like, off the, the COVID year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was a COVID year. It was, like, like 2015, 2016. I think yeah. they had a referee. Yeah, it was a lockout. Yeah, it was a lockout. Yeah. NFL yeah. lockout. That was the reason. Yeah, so that's, that was just a little interesting thing I saw on Twitter uh, yesterday, and I was like, huh, that's uh, <laughs> something to – to look into next time somebody gets screwed in the playoffs. They probably save like 0. .05 on their taxes that way. Yeah, so it's Let me probably just what. a tax write-off. You can't say the NFL is an entertainment business, though, because the WWE is an entertainment business, and Brock Lesnar used to play football for some <laughs> strange, <laughs> strange reason. Tried to play a defensive line for the Minnesota Vikings, and that was an epic fail. So he decided to go to WWE where he flourished as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So you can't tell me that the NFL is an entertainment business because I feel like it's a all God these God. guys – If you're like a big defensive tackle and you can't make the league, yeah, I'm just going to either going to be an MAM or go to the WWE. <laughs> I mean, well, John Cena would have been the greatest defensive end of all time. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming around the corner. You can't see me <laughs> over the top. Um, you know, somebody that's actually having a resurgence in their career is Baker Mayfield. I yeah. know it was only one game, but he came in there and he brought him back. I mean, is this the Bake Show now? Out uh, in, watch out in LA. Rock Purdy and Baker yeah. Mayfield for the Super Bowl next year, according no, to you. We go. Yeah. I would hold the brakes on LA. Once Matthew Stafford comes back and healthy, that's gonna be Sean Brady's uh-huh. guy. gonna make him an audition for the other thirty two teams in the league. But realistically, Tyler, how long does Matthew Stafford have left in yeah, the Yeah, Kelly's gonna make him retire. That's what I was gonna say. He probably only like has years. one or two seasons. Yeah, two years. Yeah, after well, two this years year. after that, somebody's gotta step in. I think he walks away after this season. Yeah, especially really? with the injuries that he's yeah. had. I mean, he's he been out won the Super Bowl half the year. They're not going to win the Super Bowl next year. He's not right. going to want to switch teams again. And his wife is, like, suing the NFL for head injuries. So, I just don't see the incentive to come back. He's not going to want to end his career on another Detroit rebuild. So, you might as well go out when you at least have a championship taste in your mouth somewhat and let you the team – I think the Rams actually have a first-round pick this year. Or maybe they don't, but – um, let them try to just draft someone and, and move on. You know what's going to good... happen? Matthew Stafford is going to do what Tom Brady didn't. He's going to actually survive uh, and retire younger than Tom Brady, and he's actually going to keep his wife. So, <laughs> yeah. So he wins. Keep his wife, not be painted. Tom Brady is going to play until he gets his senior citizen check at 65 at this rate. Tom Brady's going to play until he's 50, then he's going to join the PGA Champions Tour and just go play on that. Or he's uh, going to be dead last and miss the cut every single week. Well, probably so. But the – I mean, our, the, the lawsuit – He didn't have that up, one good shot at the match when he holed out for – Yeah, yeah. That was, Charles that, was like, that was like the Steph Curry rigged full court shots. I mean, that – Yeah, y'all I, saw that, the, the video yeah. that, that they released of him throwing the shots behind his back. thought that was so funny. Fake. Oh, he's, so, he's terrible. Wade, you bringing up the lawsuit makes up a good point because who knows? Stafford might get pulled into that yeah. and then he can't play. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it might be some sort of legal action taken there. Here comes yeah, Roger just, Goodell. I mean, legal action. We're doing they legal wouldn't action. be upset if he retired. Like the Rams would have felt like they got their money's worth. And they put all their eggs in one basket last year, and that's and they got what they wanted. They got. I mean, they got it done. So, um, you know, you. I don't think it's a coincidence that they brought in Baker Mayfield uh, because I actually just looked it up. They do not have a first round pick. But um, yeah, because they the sold NFL the cow order. for last year. Yeah, I like the Saints. Yeah, they sold out for years to come. But the the second round and onward, it still follows that same order. So they would there'd be no incentive to win for them at this point because they could have the second pick of the second round or something, um, which is territory to find a good quarterback. So I think they brought in. Baker uh, to see if there's anything left in him, and then if if not, then they're in decent draft position to go get someone in a good class. You know, maybe like a project like oh, I'll say it, Will Levis. Uh, <laughs> I got the draft pick for the Saints this year. In the second round, it better be Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I mean he's coming off an injury. He's definitely going to fall out of the first round. You might yeah, as well grab teams him. are going to pass up on him, so why not? Teams passed up on Drew Brees, and look what he look mm-hmm. what he turned into. Exactly. Hendon Hooker is the Purdue. next Drew Brees. Hendon Hooker is the next. Throw the brakes on that. I don't know about all that, but he he would be a good like project. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Do you ever notice? Do you ever notice the guys that come from big universities, like Power Five, big universities, fizzle out. just fizzle out too early? Like the guys from programs that are smaller are the exception. ones that survive longer. Like that's why I think Malik Willis will be around for a long time because he played at Liberty and he knows what to do. He's and he's a good just system. Ryan Tannehill ain't going to be there for long. Exactly. Right. But going back to the Rams, I think if the Rams want to use a draft pick, I don't think they go after a quarterback. I think they're going to have to go after a D tackle because realistically, how long is Aaron Donald going to be around? I mean, you might as well get somebody in there. You could even say receiver, too, because, I mean, after Cooper Cup, who you got after that? I mean, Van Jefferson has been up and down. Allen Robinson hasn't been the guy that you were hoping to sign. So, I mean, once Cooper Cup goes down, like, where do you go to after that? I mean, the offense just becomes non-existent. We're looking at it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, I want to talk about Debo getting hurt. I mean, that that kind of – pumps the brakes on the on the 49ers i guess they still got some playmakers but they're i mean he got carted off the field it looked bad i don't know if they said high ankle sprain but it looked like a knee to me yeah the way he was like you know in pain and on the ground and carted him off like i'm hoping it's not an acl or something you know i mean that just kind of looked like that if you grab your knee immediately it is not a high ankle sprain i'm sorry I got a I got an alert saying that he was like questionable to return to the game. He was out, then listed from out to questionable. I was like, uh, he's not coming back in. They're up thirty five to nothing. They're not putting him back in. Neil dropping a little uh little knowledge on us. He says Titans firing their GM this season. I saw that. So, well, that's interesting. Somebody just sounded like the B movie. I don't know if it, if y'all heard that or if it's just coming through my headphones. I think I bumped my mic. Okay, I was like, what in the world's going on? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if, if Debo's out for a couple of weeks, uh, the 49ers are going to have to turn to Brandon Ayuk. That's going to be their their wide receiver one. I mean, that's been a guy that I have drafted in fantasy literally in every year waiting for him to break to out. Looks like he, yeah. he has been, you know, the past couple of weeks. Uh, so, 
I think that even with Debo being out, Brendan Ayuk, I trust him uh, to step up. And just, and you also have Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. He had a good game today, over 100 yards on the ground and yeah. a touchdown. So even with and, that loss, that you know, that would suck. Uh, I mean, it would just be the 49ers season in a nutshell, just dealing with injuries. Uh, but the, for the 49ers, the division is still wide open. The Rams are not going to win it. The Cardinals are up and down. And then the Seahawks are also, you know, a team that we cannot figure out. So I think the 49ers are still in a great position even with the injuries. Does yeah. anybody know who the backup quarterback for the 49ers is right now in case Brock Purdy goes down? Josh I mean, Johnson. Roll. Is, is it Josh? really? I was going to oh say Christian God. McCaffrey. Yeah. They took my Let advice. Him. They went and signed a guy off of uh, the like practice squad that started the game. I think he did play in the XFL. Yeah. He played on like 13 NFL teams. Well, that's hey, a record. You, you got to have some. 14. That's commitment right there. It's yeah. his third time on the 49ers. Wow. Looking around. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I think Philadelphia's got the East locked up. I mean, they've dismantled the Giants 48 yeah. to 22. Um, I mean, obviously, they're the favorites. We had our, our friend Steven Reichel come in and say, You misspelled race to catch the Eagles since I typed race to, to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty yeah. good assumption there. So, uh, one last NFL Dallas. Struggled today against their in-state rivals. I mean, was that just a fluke, or do you think they're starting to fall apart now that everybody has their confidence in them? Uh, I would can't, don't really want to say that it's a fluke game. I think that the Texans just came to play for once uh, in Finally. one against a really good team. I mean, the Cowboys coming off of an absolute whooping on Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys defense uh, put up a really good uh, fantasy album, too. I mean, they just did it all. But, uh, I mean – I mean, Tony Pollard uh, had a very good game. Uh, like I mentioned, I feel like that has to be your guy going forward. I know that Zeke is a formidable guy, but, I mean, you just can't have, you know, one of the best running backs uh, in your back pocket. I mean, that's a great one-two punch, so it wouldn't be surprising. Uh, but I don't know, just Dallas's defense did not show up for some reason today. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't say they didn't show up. The Texans only scored 22 points, but – I think it's just one of those rivalry games. I mean, there's yeah. not many rivalry games in the NFL. Houston wanted to get a chance safe. I mean, it's Houston hard to get up for a one in a one in ten team. Right. I mean, that's typically what happens. So, uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit. Aaron Judge signed a forty million dollar a year contract there. You know where he needs to be spending his forty million dollars a year? Yeti. Ooh. Get him a new cooler. Get him some luggage to hold all that cash. Uh, you you know, you're still ordering, get it for Christmas, free shipping on orders over $50. Use our link. Like I said, you help us get some Christmas presents and get your family some Christmas presents. Um, I think it was, hey, it was, but you said something about using a Yeti the other day. You were going on a trip or something. Did you ever get one? Yeah, he's going to throw it outside the cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. He's going to the Grand Canyon to, yeah. to <laughs> test. No, speaking of Yeti, so this is kind of funny. I don't know if you guys saw this, but, uh, they had a shipping container. You know, they move a lot of these things across across the and, water. Or they built stadiums out of them in Qatar. Yeah, that too. Um, so they had a news report apparently in Alaska. Of course, Alaska has those southern islands. Um, They're off of it. Yeah. So on one of the little islands, they had, I guess somehow the coolers weren't secure. And they fell into the ocean. And they recovered some of them, but not all of them. 
well, let's just say 20 multicolored coolers, uh, Yeti coolers washed up on a uh, they're, Alaskan They're buoyant. Island. You're never going to lose them. <laughs> you'll I mean, never. That you're is just the perfect you is, you toss them off the side of the ship, you'll still retrieve them. Yes, it that is a perfect. I had a couple cold ones in there. Dude, if you and they were still cold. There some beer in there? Yeah, oh I bet God. they were. So that's perfect right there. You hear that, Yeti? Going to the Saharan Desert, and that sucker would still be cold. Yeah, so I the mean, four, con- four containers fell off. So they were carrying fridges, running shoes, uh, and, and Yeti coolers, uh, which is pretty funny. I mean, that that's crazy to think that they came from. I mean, they came from way out in the Pacific Ocean, and they they went all the way up to still Alaska. floated. Hey, look, they made it to the U.S. and it's probably where they were going anyway. So, hey, that that's pretty yeah. awesome uh, to hear. That's that, called so. uh, free shipping right there. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to spend fifty dollars. Imagine watching the uh, shipping tracker on that one. <laughs> that's literally by land, by sea, right there. I mean, yeah, they get it to you no matter what. So, yeah. <laughs> Go visit our friends over at Yeti. Use our link right there and get get some coolers. Hopefully, they get to you directly and not end up in Alaska. But if they do fall off the ship, they're getting to you no matter what. Um, I want to bring our last segment, of course, the TMZ Sports segment of the week. And this one's sponsored by our friends over at Piper Golf Balls. Pipe your drives like us using Piper. I've got some golf balls for y'all next time you come visit. Um, I've got the, the blue pack for the mid handicaps because that's kind of what we are except for jacob he's a scratch golfer oh he needs hey, to go i could use some mini handicap balls all right hey so i think well, i forgot how to swing a club so yeah, I might be too. like i mentioned like weeks ago i've not touched a club since the whack it's december and it's 80 degrees in houston so i'm playing as much as i can it has been beautiful <laughs> yeah it has been nice weather so I if mean. you go on over to piper uh dot golf slash sports scramble 10 or even just google piper golf you can use our Excuse me, our promo code, get 10% off. I was putting some nice spin on these balls on the green. So they get high spin. Look, they got a little bit of a lower launch angle, which was nice. It looked – I thought I bladed one over the green the first time I used it. And, dude, hit the green, spun back to the pin. I was like, oh, I've never done this before. Cool. So I, I like them. Um, but my TMZ sports segment of the week uh, has to do with Miss Brittany Griner. But it's not a, it's not a quote from her. It's a quote from everyone's favorite Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Oh, Lord. (laughs) He said, and I quote, Brittany Griner's free, so let me out too, Mr. President. He feels that (laughs) sense. Isn't he in there for murder? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He, He feels that since President Biden struck a deal with Russia, the free WNBA star Brittany Griner, he deserves his freedom. freedom. You could have made that a deal, send the Tiger King to Russia instead. <laughs> yeah, really. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> he says, the whole Brittany Griner and Trevor, this is quoted, this is the whole Brittany Griner and Trevor Reed prisoner swap is a slap in every American's face that is wrongfully detained in the American federal prison system, including myself. Says he's innocent of any crimes and says Carol Baskin is who to blame. <laughs> it he's never goes away. It never goes away. <laughs> uh, he is, like White said, he is comparing himself to Brittany Griner, who was arrested on a drug charge to him, who was tried and convicted for hiring a hitman to kill Carol Baskin. 
I mean, say what you want about the Brittany Griner situation, but I think the one thing everyone agrees on is it really wasn't that big of a crime. It just was where it happened and then using resources to get her out. But yeah, you can't compare those two. Yeah. (laughs) I think think there should have been a three-team trade on this one. I think that uh, three-team trade, you know, uh, you send people over and somehow money is included in one of the – and one of them, you know, for for future considerations. We're gonna start seeing this like it's gonna be like fantasy football. Like we're like in <laughs> Madden. Like we're like you you get like trade like, decline. Bar doesn't even go like terrible trade trade decline. Yeah, say what you want to say about the Brittany Griner situation. I don't think Joe Exotic has uh yeah. you know any say in his it's two different circumstances. Twenty one years in prison, and he wants to be our teams. These segments are just getting crazier by the week. So who the heck hey, knows what you're gonna have? That's what I like to end it on. I like to start <laughs> y'all's month, y'all's end y'all Sunday night. Start your week on a crazy TMZ sports. Something segment. that you can think about on the Monday commute. Yeah, think yeah, about so Joe Exotic. Carol Baskins on my, <laughs> on my Monday morning lift. Y'all got anything else uh, before we uh, end tonight's show? I think we covered it all. I'm glad to see your internet held up till the very end, Tyler. Yeah. You were able to able I to, to join switch us. computers. I, I, know, I noticed you were a little and different shade. Me, so. Oh, well, dang, Max. Hey, maybe they should be shipping those over the Pacific and putting them in some yeah, goodies. Come on, where's some that durability? So – uh sports scramble tonight sunday nights every week um next week we'll we'll be doing a show and then at the week weekend after that is christmas so we may get you an early one you know maybe a thursday night or something um college football coast go still on for tomorrow afternoon absolutely tomorrow we'll be on a little earlier Ooh, Ooh. So, a little matinee college football coast to coast <laughs> at noon lunchtime hey we're gonna be like the big noon kickoff jacob's favorite yeah, yeah. oh yes my favorite <laughs> Maybe we can now, have this Johnson come on. Now I no, gotta know. No. Yeah, there you go. See if see if, see if we can uh, put a feeler out to him. Um, SEC talk on Tuesday. What are y'all gonna talk about? We got something special cooking up. We got our first annual SEC talk awards uh, tomorrow. Uh, check out our Facebook. I'll have all the awards, uh, so all of our fans will be able to vote. So we'll okay. be able to do that show uh, on on our regular time. Should be at vote on the count once. Yeah, the, the Heisman. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> this is the ma- no mail in vote. Like, Got to be in person. One vote per ballot, please. Very Absentee secure ballot. internet browser. Yeah, yeah, we got. We'll have to throw those on Twitter too. Get a, get a yeah. wide range of people, so you can Absolutely. vote on the Sports Scramble Twitter or the SEC Talk Facebook page. Yeah, uh, should be I, lots of fun though. I think that pretty much wraps up. You know, we didn't have a college football playoff predictions this week because it's set. Uh, upset alerts. Can't really predict an upset next week. Yeah, I guess we could do it for the for the uh, whole game. entire bowl season. Pick yeah. one. So I'm not totally sure what, what you got going on there. So, but appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, but if there's nothing left for my co-hosts, we'll go ahead and end it right before an hour and a half. We're at an hour and twenty nine. We're trying to make them shorter, but it never happens. So uh, thank you to everyone that tuned in tonight. You will catch us next week, and uh, we hope you all have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 